Tech Industry Podcast, and I'm David Andrew Let's dig in. What does the life of a music entrepreneur look like? Well, if you've listened to the stories of the guests I've had on this podcast, you're probably starting to get a bit of an idea. Whether it's Bob Baker, James Moore, Ross Barber, Eddie Meehan, Christopher Sutton, John Prechicelli, DeCarlos Garrison, Ian Temple, or Melina Kromova, you should be starting to see the dedication and effort required to be in business. It isn't necessarily about smarts because I've interviewed a number of people with successful businesses that weren't the sharpest people I've ever met. I'm not calling them out and I'm not referring to anyone I've had on my show. But I know people who are further ahead of me on their business journey that take a very simplistic approach to life and business. I tend to analyze and think things through a lot, and I also get distracted by shiny objects easily. So I could probably learn a thing or two from the 100 plus entrepreneurs I've interviewed over the years. But you're the music entrepreneur, DA, you might be saying. Well, actually, the way I want you to look at it is that you're the music entrepreneur. I'm just trying to empower you with the tools and mindset necessary to go and make your dreams happen. So in this podcast episode, I wanted to share about 10 things I did in 2017. I don't share this to brag or even draw attention to myself. Rather, I share this with you to give you a sense of what a music entrepreneur could be doing with their time. This may also shed some light on possible revenue streams for you. So let's get into it. Number one, I wrote songs. Each year, I'm inspired to write new songs as events unfold in my life, and I tap into inspiration. I have a lot of songs in my archives already, so I don't necessarily make it a point to write a certain number of songs in a year these days, and my time is mostly taken up by other things. But I still enjoy the process. Writing a song doesn't always lead to immediate income, but when you think about it, a song has a lot of long-tail value. You can record and sell the song, you can perform it at your shows, you may even be able to get other artists to cover it, or find licensing opportunities for it. So it's a good idea to look at the individual revenue streams connected to writing a song. Two, I recorded and released music. I released two new singles as a solo artist in 2017, one called Waves and another called Your Eyes Give It Away. And you may not know this, but I also released one new single under a pseudonym, Compuzor, spelled C-O-M-P-U-X-O-R. And the single is called Christmas Surf. This was created for the third installment of Wami Saves Christmas, a series I've been part of for three years and have done some voice acting for. I also demoed a number of other songs that I never released, but more than likely I'm going to keep working on those until I'm satisfied with them and then release them when they're ready. Three, I performed. Performance is the reason I got into music, and it remains one of the top reasons I'm still active as a musician. I performed with Long John Lev and Adrenalize, a Nigerian band. I played some solo shows, and I did a bit of live session work too. Thanks to these experiences, I feel like I've grown a bit as a musician. Four, I blogged and wrote articles. I published a little less on the Music Entrepreneur HQ in 2017 compared to years prior, but that's not my plan for 2018. I'm actually looking forward to publishing more, and you may have even seen me doing that. Content is an important part of what we offer, and it's usually how people find us online, making it one of our top assets. You may know that I'm also a staff writer at Music Industry How To, where new articles are going up all the time, and that remains a significant focus of mine too. Five, I published podcast episodes. The podcast remains one of my major focuses. 
I published 49 episodes in 2017. I enjoy the audio medium, and while it takes more time to produce audio than articles, it generally takes less time than videos. These days I'm starting to think about different ways to monetize the podcast. Number six, I made videos. I started taking the creation of videos more seriously in 2017. I didn't get around to making quite as many as I thought I would. Because of any content type, I find video requires the most effort and time to produce. I've started thinking more about making more videos again because I know it's one of the number one ways people consume content online today. Number seven, I helped organize events. It's been an honor and a privilege to be a part of the Listening Room YYC Collective. We went from running two events per month between February and June to running four events per month from September to December, and I'm still part of the collective and helping organize additional events in 2018. It's a lot of fun showcasing talented artists in this way and giving them the opportunity to perform in front of an attentive audience. I also got to perform at a couple of these events. Number eight, I coached. Coaching and teaching remains one of my passions. I enjoy helping other musicians, creatives, and business owners succeed in their ventures. And I am planning to launch coaching packages soon. I used to do one-on-one coaching on a per-session basis, but something I would like to offer is the ability for you to purchase multiple coaching sessions at once. Nine, I helped run a successful crowdfunding campaign. This is the first crowdfunding campaign I ever helped with, so it was a very gratifying to be a part of this project. It was immensely successful, generating over $10,000 for the artist. It gave me increased confidence as a marketer, and I did make a bit of money in the process, but not necessarily a lot. 10. Miscellaneous or unfinished. Well, there are a few other things I worked on throughout the year that I didn't necessarily get around to finishing, but occupied quite a bit of my time. One was I initiated an independent radio campaign. This is something that I'm finishing up as we speak, and the campaign should be over in March. I worked on Flashes of Elation and finished the manuscript, and many of you have been asking, when is the book coming out? Well, I'm looking at my whiteboard right now, and there are four boxes that have yet to be ticked. One of the things I'm actually waiting on right now is a foreword that's going to be written by someone special that will go unnamed. But I promise I'm working on it, and we should be entering the editing phase soon, and that's how you know we're close. I also spent some time building new partnerships, especially with the people that came on my podcast. And I'm really excited about how those are going to play out. So those are some of the major areas I spent my time in 2017. I'd be curious to know how you spent your time and what you were able to accomplish. Hey, by the way, did you hear about the new ebook? We recently launched a new resource titled How to Record, Promote, and Sell Your New Music Release, Single, EP, or Album. If you're about to go to work on your first ever album project, I would highly recommend taking a look at it. Simply go to musicentrepreneurhq.com album to learn more. Thanks for listening. Make sure to go to musicentrepreneurhq.com for show notes and other goodies. And leave us a review in iTunes to help us spread the word.